0: Disclaimer, this podcast may contain strong language, maybe from us, maybe from the music. We'll surprise you. Thanks for listening. I think that's that's something really important to to let people know like not everyone's gonna be a fan. I know when when I was, you know, coming up, I, I really thought that, you know, people were naturally nice and year after year people got progressively meaner. One, two, three go, go. This, kid, this podcast sick, may contain strong sick, language sick, sick, maybe drag, from us maybe from music will surprise you thanks for listening the
1: secure the bag, bag secure the bag today's a great day for a great day so let's be great today thanks for making time to hang with us you're listening with will and jordan good to see you will Good to
0: be seen good to be seen
1: hey y'all Welcome to Secure the Bag, the podcast dedicated to helping you secure your bag. Hip-hop is a major cultural influence that touches on many aspects of life. the power of hip-hop and its range of lyrical topics, we break down how to secure your bag. Everything from reaching your optimal health and wellness, achieving professional success, constructing relationship prosperity, and most importantly, acquiring generational affluence. Listen, we do not have all the answers, but we're here to discover them with you as we tackle all the real life obstacles that everyone faces chasing our dreams. No matter what's in yours, we're here to help you secure the bag. Ain't that right, Will. That's right, and there's right every right
0: and there's right every and week. I think it's been an especially I think it's good been week especially good for folks week. For folks securing the bag. Folks securing the bag. I've been seeing um, I've lots of things on Instagram, lots of things on you know, like Instagram, Instagram. A lot of my a lot of prime brother's It's my prime source of news, really. Anything, of that news, happens, anything, anything that happens, I got off Instagram. Them, so, shout out to them. Become a cultural a, player there, a cultural player but, there. Absolutely. But I'm I'm seeing news about Nas, news about Nas, and Nas, yeah. Like all, yeah. like, like all these Nas companies that Nas has invested, invested in over the, years, in over the years, years. Oh, it's crazy! Really proving that it he's is really crazy the influence he's had. Like, he's a savvy investor. He's a savvy investor.
1: Oh yeah, like he's done. So, he's done some. His portfolio is very, very diverse. He's actually a early investor in PillPack, which is the digitized uh, pharmacy company that Amazon recently just bought. So that's a major player right there. And he was early, early on as an investor with them. So you know he made some bread off that.
0: And he, he's invested in over 100 companies. It's it's things like this that aren't talked about a lot. But, you know, rap moguls and people that really influence the culture are, you know, really proving how smart they are and setting a great example for investors, well, beginning investors like ourselves and to what it really looks like to investigate a company and really take a risk now, you know someone we're, else we're coming in
1: you know someone else that nobody ever thinks about that we made, made it from the hip-hop game to investor who's that remember the song riding dirty
0: Riding dirty
1: Is that is that chameleon that's chameleon big time is, an angel is, investor now he's all over the scene out there out west and um you know the tech scene. So, chameleon is a millionaire. Chameleon might be getting close to billionaire. Man, he's invested in in Ring and Lens. Ain't no billionaire. <laughs> you think he can write a song and call
0: himself a
1: He should. He absolutely he should. should. <laughs> that man is doing his thing. He was not that good of a rapper, but he uh, he got twenty five mil net worth from. I'm sure most of it's not from <laughs> from uh, rocking the grills and. Whatever songs he had, uh, I'm sure a lot of that is from that net worth is coming straight from his invest investing career.
0: And I'm about to make the the cheesiest segue ever. Like, you <laughs> know, everybody, everybody just puts little in front of their rap name now. You got like little pump, uh, Lil yachty, Lil yachty. <laughs> it, it's like where they come from some of these names and just make noises. Little Uzi Vert. Little, little, gah, gah, I, gah, gah. <laughs> I actually bang a little oozy sometimes. I hear this stuff when I'm working out and I'm just like, you know what? I don't know if this is actually making me smarter, but it's getting me through this workout. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sometimes you gotta pick one or the other.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we just talked about Nas, so naturally, you know, after you know, Nas really has made too much music because he's invested in making these Millions and billions with a cabillionaire. There's a there's a rapper called Lil Nas X.
1: You talk about Lil Nas X, the homie with Old Town Road. Yeah, have you heard that song? Have I heard that song? Come on, bro. That's my yeah. that's the number one country song in the world to <laughs> me right now.
0: I heard it for the first time when I was in um, California. And you you couldn't it turn it off, two, could two you? Two weeks ago now. Well, I was
2: just
0: in i was in a car and it was, it was just playing.
1: I was like, what is this? <laughs> the horses in the back. I, was like, all right, all right. I came on my horse. You came on our Porsche. I got the
2: horses in the back. Horse stock is
1: attached. had is mad at black. Got the bushes black to match. Riding on a horse. Ha, you can with your Porsche. I've been in the valley. You ain't been up off that Porsche now. That shit is fire. <laughs> if that ain't bars, I don't know what is.
0: So I, su- suffice to say, I was surprisingly impressed. And naturally, you know, I had to look it up. And then I saw all of the. You saw
1: the headlines, right?
0: Controversy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Him being removed from the Billboard Top 100 country. Songs. So this is
1: this is a dude named Lil Nas X rapping. And it got on to number the 19 spot on the Top 100 Billboard country chart. And for some reason, people just wasn't having it. So they said that the song, even though it talks about, you know, a country lifestyle, the lyrics are about riding a horse, um, you know, it didn't fulfill enough of their requirements, whatever those requirements are, to, re- to maintain its spot on the country charts. So Lil Nas X, you know, being the savvy little hip hopper country, country mashup that he is, went and got Billy Ray Cyrus, threw him on the track as a feature and that helps secure his spot on the, uh, on the country charts because of that little so remix he, he, with Billy Ray.
0: He's back on the country chart?
1: I believe he's back on the country charts. And if he's not, then they're really just hating because Billy Ray Cyrus is definition country.
0: And, like, honestly, what, why do people got to hate? Like, what's, in your mind, what, what do you think happening?
1: In this situation, I think there's there's a few reasons that people hate. In this particular situation, I think it's just something different that people weren't used to and didn't want to let and accept something that was new or different into their space. And I think that's the simplest form right there. Uh, and I, yeah, I was right. So Lil Nas X, Old Tyrone featuring Billy Ray Cyrus tops the Billboard high. Hot 100 for the fourth week in a row. So not only is it back on the country charts, it's number one. So they tried to keep him off the charts. He did a little flip-flop right here, got Billy Ray on there. And now he's not only at 19 where he was before, but now it's number one. So haters gonna hate, do your thing. And that's what we're talking about today. How to overcome the hate that is either systemic, is created by societal norms based on race, age, gender, experience, anything. There's going to be hate that comes externally and actually has a systematic approach to it. And it's all about being able to do whatever you can on your own internally to get through those external obstacles. So we're going to break this down. It doesn't really matter what the particular – systemic hate is it's all about identifying that there are things that are out there that are going to try to keep you down and having the wherewithal the skill set and the mental toughness to break through and get around get through get over get underneath just get by those obstacles because everyone's going to face them no matter if you're black white brown puerto rican asian you are going to have these obstacles. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter what religion you are, where you come from. Like, There's going to be some situation where you run into where something that is completely out of your control, people are going to try to use that to keep you from moving forward. So it's all about that perseverance.
0: Yeah, and I think everyone has some story in their life where – they they recognize that they just needed to persevere, and understanding that it just doesn't stop at that one instance. It's kind of like a lifelong thing. There's always going to be something that gets in your way, and you know I was reading HBR articles. Um, I listen to HBR podcasts too. Uh, for those of you that may not know what HBR is, it's Harvard Business Review. And they they have some great stuff uh, as far as podcasts and their online magazine is concerned. Uh, You can only read like three free articles a month. It's one of those, you know, paywalls. So, you know, I try to get my my three articles a month because I'm still working on securing the bag so I can uh, pay for a subscription. (laughs) (laughs) But one uh, article that I was reading was about the art of blooming late and I know, especially in high school, I would hear about people just being late bloomers. And it was mainly just focused on people that they maybe weren't popular or, you know, they, they had some traits that really didn't live themselves well to a high school student. But overall in life, gave them a leg up. But, you know... We don't really have a lot of foresight in high school <laughs> so you know whether or not you were popular back then i don't even know what it was It was probably myspace
1: oh yeah top top to four. If you made it in the top four on somebody's myspace you know you were you know it was real
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you know you knew if you were popping if you were on somebody's list or you you knew if that that girl was feeling you if you moved up and you know Only her best friend was in front of you, and then her best friend was a dude, and you just got to look at his eyes
1: and okay, this dude
0: will be in front of you, that's your best friend. But I digress, I digress. Focus, focus,
1: young man, focus. (laughs)
0: But in this article, they were talking about Mozart, and he was just struggling with...
1: But Mozart, he obviously started off, he was so talented, everyone knows Mozart all these years later, he had to be just born with that innate talent and had to be great from the start, Right.
0: I mean, he he definitely had talents, but he he was struggling to figure out how to direct his energy and direct his talents. So during his teens and early twenties, this the same period that we're talking about where folks may have talents but they're just not recognized because you know we're we're really too young to recognize what might be important in the long run, and that's not for everybody. That's a generalization, but it it proves true here because he he ended up being a composer um, a concert ma- master and he was just underpaid unfulfilled um he was just working gigs and he really just wanted to spend more time on his art instead of trying to make ends meet um so he went through it's a happening lot of it's happening
1: again it's happening again i uh, remember last week we did the episode on purpose we talked about, you know, having that passion. Like he had the passion on this one, but he wasn't making the money off it. So he wasn't quite at his purpose. But oh, he yeah. just kept that, chasing that, that passion and that desire. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I'm telling he, you, he, all ties back.
0: He he didn't he didn't just like sit in that purposeless space. He quit his job. I'm not telling folks to quit their job, but you know, he realized that it's something that he wanted to go head on into and pursue it. Like a modern day entrepreneur might have a side business and decide that hey he's going to make it his full time job yep and you know mozart from that point forward turned into the person that we know today
1: and again will's not suggesting to just go tell your boss to shove it tomorrow don't quit your job without a plan but take some of your time your energy and your resources and find your passion and pour that time, energy and resources into that passion and you'll be amazed by what you find, what you can create on your own. Once you do yeah, and start to pour into it.
0: And and some of this mentality is is not really our fault. It's something that's that's directed towards us from a young age. Like yeah. we're a culture obsessed with early achievement. And you know, it's not about pursuing your passions. It's about you security, know, getting good scores, and acing tests.
1: Following the societal out, norms. You know, how to
0: get a lucrative job? Everyone wants to be a doctor, lawyer, mm-hmm. um, architect, mm-hmm. engineer. Yeah, give a shout out to the engineer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
1: it's less about it's finding something that you're good at and you can get paid to do. It's less about finding something you care about, brings good to the world. You know, finding something that you care about and want to pursue. It's finding something to fill the necessity.
0: Even some of the early bloomers have haters. And they have to figure out tactics in order to to really kind of keep together. When you think of the child prodigies going to college when they're like 12 or 14. And what that adjustment has to be like. It's it's really not helpful um, when you're not around your peers. Yeah, and imagine that being a twelve-year-old around a
1: bunch of eighteen to twenty-two-year-olds like you have nothing in common except for school, so school has to become the only thing that you care about because there's nothing else really for you to get involved in. And
0: then in this article, it it went on to reference authors of a book called Dark Horse. Um, the authors are Todd Rose and uh, OG Ogus. <laughs>
2: OG, Harvard School
0: of Education. Yay. yeah, that, that's a that's a great name. Hopefully, I said it right. <laughs> and they they really documented the negative effects of early specialization. You know, when we look for early bloomers, people to get it right. You know the the to be perfectionists early on to be prodigies, and you know what they really were noticing is people that seemingly came out of nowhere to achieve great success. And during that, that coming out of nowhere, you know, when you're working on something, you always have your doubters and they're very, very vocal. They use that as energy in order to keep pursuing. They were undeterred. And I think that's that's something really important to uh, to let people know, like, to jealousy. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going to be a fan. I think when people... I know when see you doing something that they wish that they had done. you know coming you up. Before I really thought they that did, you know, people um, were naturally nice. Some like and some jealousy year, people got like aggressively meaner <laughs> where they have some anger towards themselves that they take it out on you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. They don't know how to go and do what they see you doing, even though they want to so do that with something, to something similar to it. A, and instead of jealousy,
0: taking people that energy that they have you towards you that they wish putting that they it into themselves them, or they doing can it before they did. be their best they just um, try to prevent you from some, being your best some,
1: so that like, they can feel better about themselves as opposed to doing something better and that making them feel better about themselves they have some
0: anger towards themselves that so they take the, out these on same you. authors noted that you'll know a big change is coming that you need to start preparing and you know you're, you're getting this this verbal abuse or you know you you might not have as much support as you would like when you have like a period of restlessness, but you still have that quiet, ambitious, quiet ambition. And you have a craving to, to accomplish something that's on your list. And if you, if you have that craving, and, and you have th- things these on your mind that you want to accomplish. Write them down in your actual you know a right big now. change is coming. Like, start to get them out of your head preparing. on paper. Because that's and the you know, first you're, you're step you're to getting, getting this, on your whiteboard. Verbal abuse, maybe or, you, it's you something know, that you look at every you, day, you, and you start you might to not develop, have as much support as you, as as you would like. When you have, like, a period of restlessness. They suggest creating a micro and this is ambition. a goal tear- and tailored to a dreamly specific, specific to, activity that truly something you. that's on your list. So if you're someone and that if, looking you, to, if you have that, that to play guitar thing, for a day, and you have things you might like have a favorite song, song and you say that down going to learn how to play right this, right this song, like start that to get it out of your head and from learning how to play that first step to getting now on your whiteboard. And so making some it something skills, you look at every day. You know, and reading start music, to playing chords, playing towards. by ear, whatever and that skill may be, you they can suggest creating it, it, a micro that's your first building and block this is into, a goal tailored. tailored to an extremely specific activity. That's interesting. That truly so for the listeners. You. So if you I think it's really important to Learn how to really pay guitar, attention to what example.
1: Will just said. You might have that micro motive
0: and you say, I'm going to learn how to, you have to really song.
1: deconstruct whatever the that bigger is goal is. Whatever that big that goal song, is, you have to deconstruct down, it down, up, break it down some, some and
0: skills, to you know, its core of music, why you want chords, to do that. By and ear. you find whatever that skill be, how you can you've now acquired it, take that root of that goal, whatever that
1: desire is, and why you're getting to the why of it, why that goal exists for you. And you pick something that is very specific to the why. So if you want to be a great investor, you have to think about why you want to be a great investor. If you want to be a great musician, why do you want to be a great musician? And then you find a goal, a small goal that gets you on the road to that bigger goal, but you relate it directly to your why. And I think that is an unbelievable motivator for yourself. Like putting together micro and motive for this term to me, makes so much sense and is unbelievably powerful. So everyone take some time, like really do, like pause this if you have to right now, and take some time to think about what your micromotive is. Break down your big goal all the way down to the simplest answer to why for that goal, and then pick your micromotive, write it down, and just start chasing that micromotive. Build those up, gain momentum, and let that be your continual driving force to that bigger goal. And it'll be amazing when you reach that destination.
0: Yeah, And, and research supports this as well. These, these small daily changes, they have that compound effect, much like compound interest, where you slowly but surely are led closer to the person that you think you ought to be. You know, that, that ideal person that you have in your mind. You know, that's, that's really doing everything that we all procrastinate on, really. Because everyone has things and, that they say, hey, I can take a step in the right direction as well. These, these small Start daily changes, you know, they have that compound effect.
1: You know what that kind of like sounds like? You said those small where, you know, daily changes that can compound and cause a greater effect. effect. That you think it sounds you a lot be, like the win today you know, mentality that
0: that to me. The compounders that you have in your today mind. mentality. You know, that's, you know, I, that's I really, think, I think we might be onto yet. something over there's here. Some we here. all procrastinate <laughs> on, really. Oh, because no everyone doubt. Everyone has <laughs> things no that doubt. they say, hey, I can take a step in the right direction. But with, today. With that being said, right, you, know, tomorrow, in, you know, in hip hop, there's so much bravado in the songs that, you know, I listen to, but I know that, you know, whenever you listen to a hip hop song, like, Somebody's talking about you know how they they shine and in interest, something that they've done mentality you know how how they're you motivated. Know, I, I think to there's gyms themselves there's and also here. impress others. <laughs> and then there are songs that detail. You but know, with, with that said, you know what they're saying in, in hip hop, there's but so much bravado that I've songs heard that you know I listen to anyone like targeted haters as you know, directly in general like. As somebody's talking no, about you know, today's know, lyrical talking analysis, to, how to all of us who are not the haters, haters bring, but have the haters
1: around you know, us, h- how, how to avoid the negativity, to both negativity of their mindset, their energy, their vibe, and others. keep yourself moving forward. And then there are so, songs So no that further to do. We got yeah, a do you know, who to do. On what Whatever it is, we're getting right into black. I don't, I don't think that I've that far. By
0: black, ready? like Target haters as directly in general.
2: If I was sitting here know, thinking about the all this shit yeah. That niggas fix they mouth to say My baby gotta eat either way So I'm taking all the shit that I hear Split it in two Advice I don't need Well maybe I do And if it ain't true Then I cut it loose Ain't got shit to prove Maybe to me But never to you and Don't you ever hear my phone Talking yeah. about no competition this ain't being cocky, I just never wanna listen. Cause I'm too busy focused on my own shit. I'm on that who the fuck came for the throne shit. I'm on that zone, 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 zone shit. You got some nerve tweeting from your mama house. Ayy. You got some nerve tweeting on your mama couch. Ayy, you got some nerve, boy, you better watch your mouth. Ayy, you won't get that far. Wasting your breath on somebody else. You need to check yourself. Yeah. In the cloud, you should take some of that energy, apply it to yourself. Get some accolades under your belt, yeah. You got some to you in front of your mama house, say. She taught you better, you should really watch your mouth fit. You're watching me when you should really watch your spouse say. Is she been looking for a new way out? Well,
1: how often yeah. do you listen to this song?
2: So, th-
0: this is actually one of my favorite songs. Like, I can think of a six month period where it didn't go a day where I didn't listen to this song. Most of the time, it was, you know, when I was in the gym. But even if I'm like working or headed to work, like, this would be on my playlist.
1: It fits every aspect. Like, it's good to chill and drive to, it's good to work out to, it's good to write to, it's good to just have one in the background when you're doing chores at the house or if you're doing work. Like, I love this song. Like, it's so, like, we said before, we got into the listen. This song is so damn direct. Like he does not pull any punches. He gets straight into it. So he starts it off with, how far would I get if I was sitting here thinking about all this shit the shit that niggas fix their mouth to say? And then he pauses and he says, My baby gotta eat either way.
2: How far would I get if I was sitting here thinking about all this shit that niggas fix their mouth to say? My baby gotta eat either way.
1: And that part, like from there I'm hooked. I'm good. Like I'm listening to this time and time again. Because what he's saying right there is despite what everything is around you, whatever the situation is around you, it doesn't matter. Like your priorities are still your priorities. Someone else getting theirs or getting their wins or someone trying to pull you back from getting your wins, that does not matter. It's not gonna do what you have to do. It's not gonna help you do what you have to do of feeding your family, putting food on the table, doing whatever it is that you have to do is not going to get done and it won't by someone it's not gonna get done if someone else wins or if someone else loses. It's only gonna get done if you put your nose down, you grind, and you get your stuff done. That's it. Is is that simple? I mean for real that first part is that simple. Like that is that's one plus one equals two right there. You caring about the shit that somebody else has to say Is not going to feed you and your family It's not going to get you your wins It's not going to get you any closer to your goals So moving forward He gets right into it again So I'm talking all the shit that I hear Split it in two Advice I don't need Well maybe I do And if it ain't true Then I cut it loose Ain't got shit to prove Well maybe to me But never to you
2: So I'm taking all the shit that I hear it into advice I don't need well maybe I do and if it ain't true then I cut it loose ain't got shit to prove. Well, maybe to me but never to you. Well, go ahead really, and take that one
0: yeah you you, you knew I, I really like this part I like when he said advice he doesn't need maybe I do it's and he's referencing that, that first line where he says everything he hears he splits it into two like he understands like what's hate but then he's flipping it into motivation. He's like, okay, yeah, 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 Give me this advice, you know? I don't need it. And he's like, well, actually, you know what? Maybe I do. Maybe hearing you hate is gonna let me know that I need to do more. Like, can I do well enough to make you a fan? Or can I just make an entire song that just kind of rips you apart and leaves you and your hating ass by yourself?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, took that, I took that another... I, I got your meaning that you just broke down, but I took it another direction as well where hate can motivate you because you want to you know, take that as fuel, but hate can also help you learn and grow because there might be some truth in that hate. It might be coming from a negative place. It might be coming from a place that wants to break you down, but it could have some truth. So you got to take some of the hate and be able to synthesize that and see if there actually is some truth behind it that can help you to grow, develop, and get even closer to your goals. So that's what I took when I said when he said split it in two. Like some of this stuff is just bull. It's It's simply hate. Some of this, even though it comes from a spiteful place, has some truth behind it. And I can take the truth out of the bull and use that to continue to propel myself forward. So that's where I was at when he said split
0: it in two. See, and I, I think that's what's so great. It's like no matter what your interpretation of is it, it's it's how you can apply it.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: you know, for the six months where I listen to it every day, you know, I was applied in the sense like, you know what, I, I can't really get focused on what other people are saying. You know, I, I have things that I need to get done. And it's like, you know, I, I don't think hate is ever... Like directly in your face unless you're like a pro baller or something um there's lots of lebron haters out here so you know he he has plenty of haters where they told him just shut up and play play ball um then he was able to make a whole show <laughs> um, a whole show a, movie, a, documentary. a whole school yeah oh i love that man's school that i promise school we, we can talk about him a whole another episode
1: oh yeah for sure no doubt but, on that
0: he has plenty of haters, and I don't. I don't think they hitting his phone talking about competition. Nobody's trying to compete with him. <laughs> work down this next piece.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you'd be damned to find somebody trying to compete with Braun. because you know he got that killer mentality on the court. But Black keeps going. He says, and don't ever hit my phone talking about no competition. And this ain't being cocky. I just never want to listen, cause I'm too busy focused on my own shit. I'm on that who the came for the throne shit. I'm on that zone 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 shit. Like,
2: don't you ever hear my phone talking about no competition. And this ain't being cocky, I just never wanna listen. Cause I'm too busy focused on my own shit. I'm on that who the fuck came for the throne shit. I'm on that zone 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 shit.
1: That verse is probably the catchiest in the whole song. But like there's a lot to unpack in this one because He starts off saying, like, whatever – again, my wins don't take away from your wins. It's not a competition. I'm here to be the best. I'm here to be my best. And if you ain't about it, you're not behind it, then get out the way because I'm focused on what I have to do. Not what you have to do. Not what you think about what I'm doing. I don't care about any of that bull. Like, I'm here to get mine. I'm here to do what I have to do for the people that matter to me, for the people that support me, for the people that believe and trust and are following me. I'm here for me and the people that matter. I'm not here for whatever, whatever you're here for. If it's not lined up, whatever. We don't align. We don't agree. I'm going to keep it moving. This is my throne. You want to come from mine? You want to come and knock me off my spot? Good luck because I'm here for the throne. And he's in that mental space. That's when he's talking about that zone, 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 zone shit. He knows mentally where he needs to be. And he's in that headspace. He's got that mindset. And nothing that you say, nothing that you do is going to knock a successful person, someone dedicated to success and dedicated to their purpose. Nothing you say and do is going to knock them out of that zone no matter what.
0: You know, I I really like what you said about noting that someone else's gains don't equate to to being your loss. Not um, at all. It, it it immediately brought me to to you know game theory. You know the economic theory of, of zero sum game. Yep. Where a lot of people do look at it as a zero sum game, like you got to take an L for me to feel better about my W, and. You know, I, it's something that's hard for me to, to grasp. Like, why can't everyone, you know, you, you find your tribe and you win together. But I guess, you know, like we talked a few episodes about, um, about Kanye West and that, and that hating family that they're, they're just hating families out here. Um, and that's, that's really a shame, but I'm glad that, that he points it out here. He's like, cause I'm too busy focused on my own shit.
1: When you're too, like, think about that. Say that again. Say it again. I'm too busy focused on my own shit. You're too busy to worry about anything else. Like, if you are someone who's really driven, someone who's hashtag win today every day, you don't have time to think about anybody else and who's not aligned with you. Like, I think about Will. Will thinks about me because we're aligned. We're going for the same goals. We both understand that my wins don't discount Will's wins. In actuality, my wins help propel Will's wins and vice versa. But we're so focused on what we're doing that we don't have time to worry about people who are hating or people who don't want to be better. We don't have the time, we don't have the resources to give a damn about any of that. We're too focused on our own shit. And it's not, that's, I feel like some people could read that as, Oh, man, Will and Jordan are saying not to think about other people. And that's not what we're saying. We're saying focus on what matters. Focus on what's important to you and focus on the people that want you to be your best, people that want to be their best. Don't focus on any of any of the haters that are just stuck in that mindset where they don't want to be better. They don't want anyone to be better than them, but they don't want to put in the work to reach what they're supposed to be reaching for
0: and it's it's funny that we talked about a kabillionaire earlier because as as part of this verse black says now if i had a dollar every time someone outside my shoes told me how to step in mine i'd be jumping in a pile (laughs) some some of that uh (laughs) is it scrooge mcduck (laughs) just just swimming in that pile
2: pile of coins (laughs) Every time someone outside of my shoes Told me how to step in mine I'd be jumping in a cloud You should take some of that energy Apply it to yourself Get some accolades under your belt
0: You yeah. say you should take some of that energy Apply it to yourself that, That's good advice
1: right there Get some accolades under your belt If you had a Like, damn! ah Like, if he had a dollar for every time Someone came through, told him what to do Somebody who wasn't doing The right things. This isn't talking about someone who is doing what you want to do, doing it better and trying to help you out. This is someone who's never done what you're trying to do, doesn't know how to do what you're trying to do, has nothing to offer you. But they're going to try and tell you how to do it. This reminds me of that dude in the barbershop who all he does is sit in the barbershop and tell other people what they're supposed to be doing, what they're doing wrong, what they haven't done right. Where he doesn't do anything but sit in the barbershop and take no action. Like, it's great to have the old head in the barbershop who's done it, been successful in business, been successful in family life, been successful this, that, and the third, and have him spit game and put you on. But when it's that dude who's done nothing, never been anywhere, never going anywhere, to have that person step up and try and spit game to you, that's what he's talking about. Like, if he had a dollar for every time that dude from the shop was telling you what to do, he'd be rich. Because you're always you going to have people like that.
0: Have you ever seen that dude in the shop get a haircut?
1: No, nah, that dude don't never get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> that dude would be at home, shave his head with a big razor, bald, and then show up at the barbershop to talk shit. Every barbershop has one. And if yours don't, you need to get a better barbershop.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, you're not at the right barbershop shop. you, you got <laughs> that ball. Because you
1: gotta have, have some haters. You just gotta know how to deal with them. So, Or keep, that old
0: dude with that Kangol <laughs> hat that he need to retire. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: the same Kangol hat from back in the 80s.
0: Yeah, we sound like some haters now. I <laughs> think that hat fresh.
1: Listen, we gotta do what we gotta yeah. do with Black said, said. Take some of that energy, apply it to yourself. Get some accolades under your belt, like yeah. But at least we're not tweeting. We ain't just tweeting. Hold on, before we go on to the next part about Twitter, I want to talk about uh, an article I read in the Players Tribune about uh, Kyle Korver, NBA player, white NBA player, arguably the most, uh, one of the best, most well-known white NBA players in present-day basketball. He wrote an article in the Players' Tribune, which everyone should take a moment, go look up, read through it. Uh, Kyle Korver's talking about uh, the time that he finally acknowledged that he has privilege as a white man in a predominantly black sport. And he recognized that he, by not being part of the solution, he was being part of the problem. He actually writes very poignantly about a story with – Thabo Cephalosha, one of his teammates and one of his closest friends on his team, um, Thabo was out uh, one of the nights, a night between a back-to-back, so a a night where they had a game one night and then turned around and had a game the next night. Thabo was arrested pretty much for no, no reason at all, taken into custody for no reason at all. And Kyle Korver's first thought was, why was Thabo out? Not, is Thabo okay? Was this a just thing? Or was this just something that happened because Thabo's a black man? And he realizes the wrong in his thinking. And by the end of the article, he says that if you are going to be a fan of Kyle Korver, you need to know that Kyle Korver's standing with his black teammates, the people that are underprivileged, people that... Don't have the privilege, that white privilege that he gets to experience, he's taking that white privilege to the next level and putting it to good use. He's acknowledging that he has it and then he's checking himself constantly, but he's taking it even a step further and checking the people that support him, his fans, the people that are rocking his jerseys and cheering for him in the Utah Jazz games. He's making sure that no matter what, like he's not allowing himself to fall into that hater mentality. And not so much a hater, like he was never doing anything blatantly racist, but he was not acknowledging and not maximizing his white privilege for the betterment of his black teammates. So great article, great read. Just wanted to fit that in there because it came to mind with this part of the breakdown. So keep it moving, Will, with uh, with this next piece about tweeting from your mama house.
0: You know, and I, like I have a Twitter, but I I don't remember the last time I tweeted. But apparently, what your haters gonna do is they're gonna have to nerve the nerve to tweet from their mama's house, <laughs> and he says she taught you better. You should really watch your mouth. That's You're disrespectful. <laughs> it, that is mad. I
1: think all <laughs> of this is, is this. All this, this whole part is. I love this verse. But go ahead, keep it moving. Keep it moving. He said,
0: "You're watching me when you should really be watching your spouse." Oh, yeah, she' been looking for a new way out. Oh, like he 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 went. He talked about this hater, like from beginning to end.
1: Then he talked he about the hater mama. And, then he
2: and he talked about wife. the hater hey, wife. Boy, girl but nah like that's really really
1: true like no one is innately born as a hater like that is something that you learn to do or you use that as like a defense mechanism For you not being good enough at whatever it is that you want to be good at. And not giving a damn enough to be great at that. So it's a learned thing to be a hater. And his mama even spent the time trying to teach him otherwise. But the weakness within him drove him to be a hater. So that's step one. Step two is that if you continue to put hate out into the world. There's going to be good people around you. Who refuse to be around you any longer. Like, people, if they are not haters, do not want to be surrounded by other haters. They want to be a surrounded, like, people naturally want to be surrounded by supportive people, people with positivity, people with drive. Unless you are one of these haters, you are not going to seek out that negativity. Like, you're going to want to be around people with a when today mentality or something similar to it. So, one super disrespectful verse and two very very enlightening and like straight to the point just like this entire song has been just straight to the point it's a prophetic warning at the end that if you continue wasting your energy and bringing others down it's a really 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 quick slippery slope to being a lonely lonely person
0: it's still one of my favorite songs like i think i
1: oh this i can listen to the song like you said I listened to it 15 times on my drive home today. And then I listened to it on my run. And then I listened to it before we started recording. I love this song.
0: And, you know, we really like to make sure that we tie in a business lens to to all of our conversations.
1: No doubt. And,
0: you know, I'm sure lots of CEOs have haters, you know. But.
1: Oh, hold up. Real quick, because that's the thing. As you begin to reach higher accolades, more success, you will have more haters. So it's important as you're beginning your journey towards success that you figure out and you learn, one, to spot a hater, because a hater can be like a snake hiding in the grass. It could be right next to you and you have no idea. It could be someone that you trust who over time develops into a hater for you. So it's really important that you acknowledge those haters know how to spot those haters and know how to deal with those haters. Because as you continue to become more successful, like these CEOs that Will's gonna introduce us to, it's super important to be able to deal with the haters. So the first one you were gonna bring up is uh the homie Reed Hoffman, right?
0: Yeah, man. Um I actually didn't know who Reed Hoffman was at first. Hater. Um, like I use LinkedIn and, you know, I, I know there's a CEO, but I never really put that much thought into it until we started doing a bit of research for this episode. And, you know, we we talked about late bloomers. Like, if if you're an early bloomer, then, you know, ideally, you'll have a lot of experiences and you'll have some sense of direction. But Reed Hoffman spent 15 years deciding what he wanted to do. Yep. Like, he he thought he was an academic type at first. You know, he'd spend his time um, in schools... You know, becoming a, a teacher, a professor, and that would be his place.
1: One of the more traditional but, routes. Yeah,
0: but he, he quickly realized that he was destined to be an entrepreneur first with PayPal. Um, but when that out PayPal sold, yeah, sh- shout out to PayPal.
2: <laughs>
0: and he helped build PayPal, but then he he realized that you know he wanted to run something on his own, and he co-founded LinkedIn, and. You know, I know when LinkedIn first came out, I was thinking, okay, it's like a, a Facebook for work. Like, right? you know, it's just a little Facebook clone. Um, but as I've become a professional, I've I really found how invaluable LinkedIn can be just for keeping up with business um, news and you're able to follow companies. Uh, it's, it's a great resource to being able to understand the industry that you're in or the one that you wanna get into. And Microsoft saw this value as well and bought LinkedIn for $26.2 billion at the end billion of 2016. With a B. LinkedIn was on the stock market, but after this purchase was delisted um, because they'd been acquired by Microsoft. And if you were an early investor in LinkedIn, you, one of two things would have happened. You would have you know, made a good return on your investment there or you're now the proud owner of some very very expensive and lucrative uh microsoft stock
1: either way that's a win
0: definitely a win and the second example i have is someone that i think a lot of people if not everybody that listens to this show should know about and this is steve jobs um and he was famously ousted from apple a company he founded which you know that, that's it's really disrespectful to get kicked out of a company you made,
1: that'd be um, like me calling you up, be like, "Yo, Will, you're off the podcast." But if the podcast was worth billions of dollars, <laughs> like that—that that is crazy to think about.
0: Why? 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 It can't be the other way around. Anyway, um, <laughs> maybe there'll be a new guest host on here. So. <laughs> <laughs> but after he left Apple, he he founded Pixar and he really transformed his management style in an effort to get better. He he committed to like this journey of becoming a, a better CEO, someone who could better manage companies and be a visionary. And Apple asked for him to come back a few years later. And lo and behold, we had our i with our iPods and our iPod Touches. And then our iPhones, and now our iPhone XS, iPad Minis. And um, now the Apple whole Rock. entire
1: Apple ecosystem. And I think it's super interesting, like, the the humility that he must have felt. Like, the, the humbleness that people around him had to feel. Like, he gets kicked out. He goes. He has the humble feeling that, okay, I got kicked out. Maybe they were haters, but... What, even though that hate came from a bad place, there was some truth. He worked on himself when he founded Pixar, made Pixar fantastic, a great company, a very lucrative company, a very entertaining company. and he brought those lessons once he got tapped to come back to Apple, the people who kicked him out, basically begging and pleading with him to come back and save the company, and he took the lessons he learned at Pixar and applied them to Apple. And Apple and everyone associated with the company, including investors, have been reaping the benefits for years, even now that Steve Jobs is gone. So look, we always talk about we're not going to bring up questions, we're not going to bring up issues, and we're not going to leave you with no answers. So the application for all of this about accountability, about dealing with haters, the application Starts with recognizing that we know. Look, <laughs> I'm not Steve Jobs. Will's not Reed Hoffman. You are who you are, and you got to remember that. But Steve Jobs and Reed Hoffman also had to recognize that they weren't the business goliath that they ended up being when they started out. So step one for the application on this one is to identify what your internal roadblocks are, and make sure that you recognize it you're creating some of these roadblocks for yourself. You are always going to be your toughest critic if you think that anything negative about yourself. If you think that, that is the strongest source of hate thinking about it on your own. But you also have to acknowledge that there's external negative influence that have begun to internalize themselves within you. So that's step 1, is identify those. Like for me, like I honestly I never thought that I would host a podcast. When I was younger, I didn't like my voice. So for the fact that I'm sitting here and recording episode number 11 or 12 of this podcast, if you would have told me that 15 years ago, I would have said, oh, hell no. Like There's not a chance that I'm going to let and want people to listen to my voice as I talk with a friend over on a microphone and want people to listen to it. That was something that I had internalized on my own and had to overcome. And I got through that roadblock, and now like this is what I look forward to doing more than anything. Step two, after you identify what those roadblocks are, you have to be able to deal with that negativity. Now, self-doubt and the doubt of others, it's only powerful when you allow it to be. I used to let my internal feelings, the external feedback about how i thought my voice sounded i used to let that be something that had power and by removing the external influence influences and fighting the internal negativity that surrounded it i'm good like i again love doing this but it's only because i removed the power from those doubts from others and the doubts of myself well you got anything to add on that
0: not really, you know. I I always thought that I had a voice for uh, voice for radio, so I don't know if I to say, um, insecurities as you, but you um, definitely no, definitely you got
1: didn't. the face for radio though.
0: <laughs> Man, I I got the face for everything. I'm about to be like um I'm about to be like black and be like ask your wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so much damn disrespect.
0: <laughs> but yeah dealing with that negativity is is definitely probably the most difficult part because once you're aware of what ha- what's happening and you're aware of how you contribute to it like making those steps to self-correct is a very introspective process but also a very vulnerable process
1: yeah a lot of vulnerability a lot of honesty and you're right it's can be very, very difficult. So, some of the things that you can do to get through this difficult time first one is the accountability mirror. And that accountability mirror is something that I picked up from my man David Goggins. We'll go ahead and make your Goggins joke.
0: Oh, Goggins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he, so David Goggins, when he was younger, was overweight. He was very out of shape, felt terrible about himself and a lot of that was from external experiences that he had as a as a young person and a lot of that was the internalization of the negative feedback he got from the people around him so his accountability mirror he would literally write down post-it notes with positive messages and positive reminders to be constant feedback for him as he literally looked into the mirror he would see all these post-it notes surrounding himself and like that that is such a a fantastic idea that anyone can do so simply. You just have to, again, I start with step one of identifying and then go into step two when you start to deal with this negativity. Like that accountability mirror to me speaks volumes and I don't think it's something that should ever go away. Like for me, it's not a mirror. For Will and I, it's it's the accountability whiteboards we have. Like I'm sitting here recording right now and I can see what's on my whiteboard because I make sure it's in a place where I'm going to see it multiple times a day, multiple times a week. So whether it's a mirror, a whiteboard, motivational post on Instagram, posters around your house, like find whatever it is to drive that doubt out of your life. And keep moving into step three, which is make accountability and positivity pillars in your life. So step two and three are very much aligned. They're very fluid. There's gonna be times that you you know fluctuate between step 2 and step 3 because they are so similar but you have to make a conscious effort to have accountability and positivity to be the foundation of your everyday life. And that one that one's pretty easy once you decide to do it. You have to come up with whatever works for you. Maybe it is the whiteboard, maybe it's the mirror, maybe it's the post-it notes, maybe it's the music you listen to or the books you read or the posts that you look at on social media. Find out what it is for you and make that a part of your life. Well, what do you, in addition to the whiteboard, because I know that's one for you, is there anything else in your life that you use to make accountability and positivity parts of your life?
0: Yeah. And I know I I mention it a lot on this podcast is, you know, your, your notes app on your, your iPad or your iPhone. Like I, I write tons of things in my notes and I have them separated by, you know, different ideas um you know things I might want to do a place I want to go it's like a pre-whiteboard space but there's also like positivity like positive quotes or nice things that I saw that day things that you know at the end of the day I just want to be reminded of um I was actually going to get lunch and when I was out for lunch you know I ordered my food and he was just like you want fries and drink and I was like no nah, I'm, I'm good and then you know when I already paid and I got my food and Dude was just like, I'm just going to give you a drink. It's kind of hot out. It wasn't hot out. It was a really nice day. But <laughs> it was a free bottle of water. And like, I appreciate that. I put that in my notes. I was like, yeah, I got a free bottle of water today. Like, it's so,
1: it can be something so small. It can be something as small as a free bottle of water with your lunch. But it's just a, you know taking the time to reflect and appreciate the positivity that is out there. Because there can be so much negativity in the world. It's making sure that we acknowledge and appreciate the positive things in life. And step four is not even really a step. It's more of a mindset. It's, a, it's an attitude. But always remembering that your life is your life. It's your own life. And the journey deserves to happen at its own pace. So when we t- when Will brought up the late bloomers versus the early bloomers, whatever the pace that your journey's going at, just be appreciative of it and know that it's your life and you still have control, but you can't force the can't force things to happen if you're not ready for them to happen. Your story has its own rhythm and you can't compare the speed that you're running your race at to anyone else. And then finally, step five. One. Go ahead.
0: I got a new Instagram caption now. Your story has its own rhythm.
1: <laughs> throw it up there, throw it I up.
0: Know, I don't know what I, what picture I have with it. I, I only post like once every other month, but
1: you'll figure it out. Now you got the caption yeah. saved up. You just got to find the picture to put it on. And then step I, I five, got, I,
0: I got a notes for that too. iPhone caption.
1: <laughs> there you go. Step five is the final step in this process, and it's to invite others on the accountability train with you. Like accountability and positivity. When you have other people with you, that's going to drive you to have more momentum. It's just like a train. Once that train starts to pick up up speed, there's no stopping it. It's just going to get faster and faster and stronger and stronger to a point where it can't be stopped. So you invite others onto your accountability and positivity train, and you watch it grow. You watch it speed up. You watch it get stronger. You watch it get better and faster, and you'll be amazed by the growth that happens around you. and i think that's pretty much that's pretty much it right there as far as like today's application step 1 just to rehash quickly identify the internal and external roadblocks step 2 deal with the negativity self doubt and the doubt of others only become powerful when you allow them to get those external and internal negative influences out of your life step 3 make accountability and positivity pillars in your life step 4 your story has its own rhythm. Live your life at its pace. Don't be a passive objector, ob- objector, but be proactive. But as you're being proactive, understand that things will happen at the pace that your journey is supposed to unfold. And then step five, invite others onto your accountability and positivity train. And then watch everything grow around you. So... Will, you got anything to add on today's application or should we go ahead and close this one up?
0: You know, I, I think we can go ahead and close it out. We, we got an opportunity to talk about, you know, what perseverance really is in the face of having doubters, uh, steps you can take to continue to have a positive influence on yourself throughout the entire process, but also having that dedication to kind of buckle down and, Really start to figure out what it is that you want to do and making those measurable steps forward
1: um, those those micro motives that we talked about earlier for sure, absolutely now, before we get into our win today's for today, I think I'm gonna just tell the listeners that my win today from last week reminder it was to get us onto iTunes podcast. Will, you help me out with that one. We are, are we up? Are we, are we officially up there yet? Are we still up for review?
0: Well, we're still in review right now. They, they said it, it may take a second, but.
1: But know. it's done. Well, our, our part is done. Our part is done. So hopefully, by the time this podcast is out and available, we are on the iTunes podcast app. In addition to that being done, we're also on the Spotify podcast app. So we're giving y'all more more ways to listen, more ways to follow, more ways to engage. We got iTunes on the way. We got Spotify done. We still got the SoundCloud. And if there's other ways that y'all listen to podcasts that we are not on those platforms yet, get at us. Let us know. Tell us how you want to hear us and where you want to hear us, where you want to be able to find us. And we're going to make it happen for you because we want you to be able to listen in whatever way makes it easiest for you. All right? Young homie, you got a a win for today?
0: You know, my my win for today is, I know that I was training for a 5K the last time that we discussed running on the show. Um, I had a little knee injury, rehabbed it, back on it again, so I'm running again, and I'm targeting, once again, my first 5K. So... If anyone has any suggestions for some fun 5Ks to run, something with like a neat t-shirt or something, you know, give give me some goodie to look forward to with it. You know, shoot it over on our Instagram, our website, or our email.
1: And you know what my win today is going to be? My win today is going to be I'm agreeing to run that 5K with you. Wherever it is, I'm going to be there. We're going to get out there. We're going to run it together. Accountability, Accountability partners holding each other down, picking each other up. So whenever you decide to run that 5K, we're going to figure out which one it's going to be, what city it's going to be in. We're going to get out there and run it together. All right, homie?
0: I appreciate that because, you know, running ain't what I'm built for, but, you know.
1: Yeah, you and me both. Figuring it out. You and me both. (laughs) But, hey, just like we told the listeners, you can't let people tell you what you're built for. I'm out here about to run Broad Street on Sunday, May 5th, and my goal for that race is to run 9 9 minutes and 15 second minute per mile pace. And I'm going to let y'all know how it goes. I'm going to let y'all know how it goes. That's 10 miles. That's from up all the way north on Broad Street. You know, we starting out in Olney. Running all the way down south. So, basically the entire length of Philadelphia. I'm going to be running the whole thing on Sunday. So, hopefully it's rain. This race is rain or shine. So, hopefully it's shine. You know, maybe 70 degrees, be a nice running pace. But either way, whether it's rain or shine, I'm going to be out there running 10 miles all the way down from the north end to the south end of Broad Street. If you're in Philly, come out, show love, show some support. Uh, If you're not in Philly, I would love, uh, (laughs) you know, any type of encouragement because 10 miles is a lot of miles for you, boy. We're going to be out there. I'm
0: impressed already. And bold, bold move of you to put your, uh, your pace out there so That's we can right. all hold you accountable. Exactly. So Accountability is key. To that
1: update. Exactly. I appreciate and it. We, we
0: have our thank you to our listeners. If you liked it, hated it, plan to listen again, or vow to do anything in your power to never hear our voices again, let us know by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast or send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com. And Jordan, go ahead let them know what the IG is.
1: You know where else so you can find us. Find us on Instagram at STB podcast. That's for Secure the Bag podcast. STB podcast on Instagram. Get at us, let us know. Share all the thoughts, all the feelings. Let us know what's working, what's not, what we can help you out with. And will. We're we going to end this one with what song we got
0: man this is actually one of the deep cuts that i have on my playlist um it's it's been one of my favorites for for a little while now and the the artist you know folks may not have heard of him but the song is called no jumper and i want you to listen to the, to the lyrics very very closely to no jumper because i really really enjoy the The imagery of his words, but also all the metaphors that are used throughout it. It's, you know, it's it's impressive. Um, So, with no further ado, this is No Jumper by Wasu, Melty Cannon, and Dear Lola.
1: Here it is, No Jumper. Thanks for listening, y'all.
3: Peace! Jump those expectations with the hugest dumb. Acing all my class to so show them fools who done. Smart, smart. I better get a good review a of beauty's nuts. Said we only good for running, now we run the game. They still going try to do you like a fucking slave. Although they may disguise it in another name. But really, what's the difference between love and hate? They taking shots, but they ain't got no jump up. Taking shots at me, but got no jump, Got no jumble I can't feel a feeling with the first they missing. I can't, I can't feel a feeling with the first they missing. Switch. Taking shots, but they ain't got no jumper. Caught they blood, cause they ain't got my number. They ain't got my number. Shooting blinks like they don't need no rubber. They need me to son them. Oh my God, you such a motherfucker. What a motherfucker. Stop fables. You ain't wild dog, know the cops will tame you. They might to save you, they plot to chase you. Run from the cannon, they get up to catch up to you. A hot tomato. Shots to fatal. Mama drive crazy like I'm not so stable. They try to stop me in the car like a am parting, not today though. God got my bar so I gotta take risks. I don't care, y'all. I like got pleasure in the cloud, many fingers in the air, dog. You can take your best shot, but I better be an air ball. You can take your best shot, but I better be an air ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> they taking shots, but they ain't got no jumper. They taking shots of me, but got no jumper. I can feel build a feeling with the bricks they missing. I can't feel can build a feeling with the bricks they missing. Swish! That's me, I'm on your reigning threes. You meet a poncho. We can go mono a mono, nigga, but I don't believe in your jumper, or Rondo, that's cold like AC. Y'all slow like AC in that Bronco. Got the juice, I'm in the finals. Take a shot, we got the bottles. Splash my brothers with the lotto. Hit them well, we must unravel. Take a rock, you touch your pit. Like James Harden, we gon' travel. Cook you in my frying pan. Then I'm gone, yo, Aligato. Baseball, please curse all of my foes. Thank you, baseball. Cause I need a sure shot when I'm going for the win. I I'm on the trial and the jury while the shit. There ain't no doubt that I'm going to the pen. I plead no contest. I won't contest it because I know that's a mess. No jumper. Like a fake suicide threat. They ain't no one on the bridge. Whoosh. They taking shots, but they ain't got no jumper. Ain't got no jumper. No, 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 no. They taking shots at me, but got no jumper. Ain't got no jumper. I can't up build a building with the bricks they missing. I can't, I can't build up, building with the bricks they missing. <laughs> I can feel the can feel the with the I can feel with the I can feel the I can the building with the I can feel with the I can feel the with the I can feel
2: with the I can I can the building with the build it. <meinet>